0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: How about this performance from the New York Knicks? Clutch plays. Such effort. Such tenacity. So many heroes tonight. Tick, 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 tick on what might be the most courageous Knicks win of the year. Jalen Brunson hurts his knee with 47 seconds into the game. And the Knicks are able to prevail, Clyde. How about this victory? Yeah, we saw Devo providing the offense early on and then Hart and then Deuce. And then Precious. So all the Knicks with the knack to prevail the Knicks to this victory tonight. Hart plays 45 minutes. Chenzo 39 minutes. McBride plays 47 minutes.
2: What a win for the Knicks. What do you say? Right? <clears throat> what do you say after a night like that? Um, a night with <laughs> absolutely the most conflicting emotions you could ever have in a single three-hour span as a sports fan. Uh, a night that leaves me, <laughs> frankly, Totally and completely baffled as to how I am supposed to react to that game. There is a part of me that I will start with that wants to make a quip about Josh Hart being the most aptly named player in the history of the league because there is absolutely no one. Uh, maybe you know, back in the day, you had guys like this now there aren't guys that go out there and do what Josh Hart does night after night after thankless night. And he had a game tonight that um, I don't think anyone, anyone who watched this game uh, will ever forget. And I, I part of me wants to stay on that part of me wants to expand on this team, which years in the making now, uh, going back to the we here season and obviously last year and they it's it, it's comparatively it's felt easy at times this year. But every time you felt like they needed to they they were absolutely had their backs against the wall with no hope in sight. Um, They somehow reached down. And they find these reserves of energy, of poise, and most of all of shot making. Like, I lost track of how many massive baskets there were, and it's not even just the last five minutes of the game. Not even just the fourth quarter. The entire second half, as Cleveland, uh, after the Knicks had a double digit lead for a felt like a fairly long stretch of that first half, for Cleveland to come back and take the lead. I mean, you want to talk about how many, how many gut, punches, gut punches can you take in one night? You, we'll, get, we'll get to Brunson in a moment, but you, that happens in the first minute. And then you play your hearts out, pun intended. And yet Cleveland comes back and they get to go into halftime with the lead. For the Knicks to not come out of the gate in the third quarter and just absolutely lay down and die, which they would have had every excuse to do says so much about the culture that they've built. And that is a word that we have tossed around here, both as envious fans and as fans who, who want to believe. Over for years and years now. That this shit right here proves to you that culture is not a buzzword. Culture is real. Culture is ingrained. And culture is, is, is cultivated. And it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't even happen over the course of one season. And it happens through the personalities in your building. Personalities like Josh Hart. Personalities like Deuce McBride. Deuce McBride, I'm out of the rotation? Totally fine. You need me to come in for a 30-second end-of-quarter spot to just play some gritty defense on someone? Fine. You need me to play 47 minutes and 13 seconds in a basketball game? Fine. Fine. And that's your, whatever he is, your 10th, 11th man. It's it's throughout the coaching staff, throughout the front office. That's culture. And, and there's a part of me that just wants to stick to that. And there's a part of me that wants to say, you know what? The Knicks might have saved their season tonight. Um, had they lost this game with Philadelphia's win earlier in the evening, they obviously would have fallen from fourth. Um, the Pacers are, I think they... I don't know if the loss is actually official yet, but they're about to lose or they just lost to Indiana or excuse me to San Antonio. But like this thing was very much starting to slip away and for them to get that win. I don't, I, I don't, I don't need to say this to anybody watching, but for anybody who maybe needs to hear this, save me the Donovan Mitchell and Karis Levert were out tonight. And I, I, I I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, Save their season, potentially, because, again, you start to at at some point, not that this team would ever stop trying, but at some point, putting forth maximum effort after maximum effort after maximum effort and not getting the result, not getting the win, it has to take a toll on you. So just for their emotional and mental well-being to get this win after the effort they put forth tonight I think was absolutely massive to say nothing about what it meant in the standings I want to focus on nothing but all of that and yet and yet it feels in some ways wrong to focus on any of it because with all due respect to Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randle and I mean, anyone else, and all, all of our draft picks, you know. Uh, this organization comes down to a one man, and I, I threw on his jersey uh, in an act of I don't know what, an act of solidarity uh, before this post game because I had to because he's that important. I mean, we we we've I've had the question asked of me, and and the topic has been brought up by a few people. Uh, I didn't think of this, but it's been raised by others, and I, I've since thought about it. Like, is is he is he going to go? Jalen Brunson going to go down as one of the five most important free agent signings in the history of the league? The fact that we could that I could ask that question and not be laughed off of my show, this show. You know, I know we have a, a, a fairly biased audience here, but but I I think you could ask that of a, a general NBA fan. Like By the time all is said and done with Jalen Brunson, could he go down as one of the five most important free agent signings in NBA history? I think a lot of people in the NBA watching what's going on with this team and with this player would have to at least stop and pause and be like, shit, I, maybe. That's how much he means. He means everything. Like I'm not going to say there is no organization without him because that would, that would disrespect and belittle the the locker room full of guys that they have that just went out there and won a game that they were not supposed to win. Um, with Sam Merrill looking like Larry freaking Bird out there, um, I mean, come on, Isaac Okoro picks tonight to hit uh, all of his above the break threes for the season. Um, it, seriously, like, it, so. <laughs> It belittles them to to make that point, and at the same time, all of the excitement that we have been feeling, really going back to last season. And if you want to, um, and if you want to go, uh, we just got an update. Steph Bondi, uh, Tom DeBito says Jalen Brunson has a knee contusion. X-rays are negative, so I need I to process that for a second because, uh, as you all know, I'm I'm not a doctor. Um, nor nor would I ever pretend to, to know the ins and outs of this stuff, but i I, I think I have a conclusion or two potentially to draw. Um, like I, uh, so I'm not going to put out, put down the rest of the the team and say like there is no organization without Brunson, but in terms of all the excitement we've been feeling is especially from January first on, that was all about Jalen Brunson because Jalen Brunson could bring us where we but we believe Jalen Brunson could bring us to the promised land. Whether or not they would go out and get someone else, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy. And when he went down in the first quarter, and, and I'm going to be careful to choose my words here because like, <laughs> so let me, actually, let me take a step back before I say anything else. So the this again, this tweet, knee contusion, I don't. I couldn't. I'm not going to draw any conclusions from that. I don't think x rays negative mean anything because x rays aren't going to show like a tear or something. Um, But knee contusion, I. I, I, With Tibbs saying it, I'm not sure if I'm drawing anything from that. What I am going to perhaps draw some conclusions, and this could look ridiculous, um, in the light of day tomorrow or by the time people are actually listening to this um, is that I took a lot of solace from some people on Twitter who seem to know what they're talking about. A couple of different doctors I saw draw the same conclusion. I retweeted uh, one of them. I'll I'll go and and try to look for for him right now. I already put out a video on this. Um, I'll, I'll find it momentarily. But, oh yeah, Dr. Brian Sutterer. Um, but this is he was not the only one who had this opinion. Apparently, this is the, the way it looked, and I implore everybody to watch the video that I tweeted out during the game. He went into this thing for like five minutes. I watched the whole thing. It was, I'll just say it was very convincing. Apparently, this may, maybe, maybe some type of a nerve thing where we're talking like days to a week. So I, I'm gonna <laughs> Again, I want to be careful about how I talk about this because we don't we don't know. We don't know, and the not knowing is obviously excruciating and it makes doing what I'm attempting to do right now very difficult. I'm just going to say right now I am choosing to be hopeful. I am choosing to be optimistic, I am choosing to believe that the worst has not happened. And what is the worst? I'll just I'll say it and I I kind of said it um <laughs> And thanks, everybody, for bearing with me on what was a, a little bit of a kooky halftime Zoom. Um, I said it then, like, the season was over for me. When he went down and when, it was, I, when, I, you real, when I realized it was a non-contact injury, although, again, it wasn't quite a non-contact injury. Go watch that video I'm talking about. Um, I was like, immediately, my mind went to next season. Please let him be okay for next season. That's o- the only thing I was thinking within 60 seconds of him going down because, you know, ACL, Akil, like it, I'm thinking all these sorts of things where it's like, you know, and it takes time to, to get back to yourself and, and all this sorts of, and so it's like your mind's racing and you're like, oh my God, we've worked to this point and it's all going to just go down the shitter because now, it doesn't matter, you know, how soon Julius Randall gets back, or how soon o. Ananobi gets back, or Mitchell Robinson gets back, or and like honestly, I my my mind went to the to the darkest of places, which is like, you know, if he's was seriously hurt, well, all the draft picks in the world aren't going to make a damn of difference in terms of like trying to trade for that sort of star because what like the the, the co-star that we keep you know talking about who's going to want to come play with a guy who might not even be playing next year. And like, there's that injury question mark. So I'm literally seeing years worth of groundwork as an organization go up in smoke. This is what's going through my mind in those early moments of the first quarter. And at the same time, I also felt awful for having all of those thoughts. One, because we didn't, we didn't and don't know the diagnosis and it couldn't, not be nearly that bad, and more importantly, I felt terrible thinking about the team, I, certainly myself and my reaction as a fan, because all any of us should be thinking about at this moment is Jalen Bronson any if you're a Knicks fan, if you're a basketball fan, if you're i mean someone who just likes sports, if forget it forget that if you're if you hate sports and you just like. Like good, pe- good things happening to people who work for it, you know, which is like what's supposed to happen in the world where if you work and you work and you work and you don't listen to tell to people who tell you you can't do something. You could like give a shit less about the NBA or sports at large, and you have to love and admire Jalen Brunson. Because he's every he's like, he's forget everything you could want as a fan of a team. He's everything you could want if like you're raising a daughter and you're looking, you know you're hoping someone that that they they marry someday. Like he is the epitome of everything that that you know we should all espouse to be. and I, and I, I maybe seem like I'm going a little too far. I, I don't, based on everything you read and hear from this guy and about this guy. And for him to get to this point where he's on the doorstep of all NBA, which is like you know, a lot of freaking great players in history league that did not get all NBA. And I'm thinking God, like man, if he misses the rest of the season, that well, obviously he can't get all NBA and forget about like the rest of his career and, and what that looks like. And that's, and that's really then what I started to focus on. And I just felt absolutely wretched for him. And i, I frankly like his family and, and, and just everybody who's associated with him, because no one works harder. No one works harder, and like, yeah, I mean, whatever the injury is, if whether it's a one-week injury or a, or something far worse, all of us are going to bet on Jalen Brunson getting back to full form and and be coming back even better than before he went down. But, man. Like I, that's why it's like I can't even. Sit, I'm not sitting here feeling sorry for myself. All I, all I could, or you know, Nick fans even. I, I'm just all I'm thinking about is Jalen Brunson, and I just hope he's okay. Um, I just hope he's okay, and I hope for his sake that this is just a blip, and um, and that's it, and that's all it is. I don't have it. I'm. <laughs> I don't know if anything else to say. I mean, the game was incredible. Uh, the, the we'll talk all about the performances throughout the evening. I, I mean, I there's a whole bunch of guys that deserve soliloquies, you know, in their in their honor um, because you don't win this game with one guy or two guys or three guys playing well. Like you're in this is a team. This is as much of a team win as they've had in uh, probably the Thibodeau era, if we're being honest. Because like up and down, Harnstein. I mean, like how many defensive plays did he make down the stretch? Precious Chua was on point all game long, and this maybe wasn't the matchup for him because. And I think this was maybe Tibbs' concession. Finally, like, I, I man, we got to we got to put some points on the board. Precious Chua only played twenty-two minutes. The flip side of that was Bogdanovich played thirty. Bogdanovich not a perfect game, but man, they don't they don't win this game without him. Um, and his shot making uh, went on a few runs in this game. Second quarter, uh, they needed his buck, all of his buckets in the second half. Uh, b- big game from him. Thought this was another good game from Sims. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Alec Burks experience continues, and then it, and then it comes down to the your your three your three stars tonight. Um, McBride. I talked about it already. Dante DiVincenzo, man. Dante DiVincenzo I I mean like is he going to get my one star performance? Is he going to finish in third place somehow in the stars of the game after scoring 28 points, 6 of 14 from 3, 11 of 22 from the field, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Dude played 39 minutes. Like he is their number one offensive option right now. And he was their number one offensive option for this game and it came through. Just Freaking gutty. Absolute. I, I don't, I can't say it enough. This team is special. If you're a Nick fan, it's okay to be, it's okay to be in your feelings right now. It's okay to be, it's okay to be worried, nervous, all those things. But and I saw, I just saw Andrew tweeted it out. Be proud. Be proud of your basketball team. Be proud of the people that put on this jersey. That has New York plastered across the front. Because, man, a lot of teams, a lot of players on those teams that wore this jersey that did not represent any of the values that New Yorkers stand for. This team, this team is all New York.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
2: And on that note, should be an interesting one. Uh, Barry Craver, uh, I don't know if that's intentionally blank or um, there's supposed to be something there, but thank you for your contribution, Barry. I'll I'll, I'll wait and see if there's actually a comment from you. Um, Sam Garcia, what a resilient group of men love this effing team? Yeah. Nuts. What can you say? What can you say? I I don't I don't know. I mean, how many let's (laughs) full step back. The Knicks won this game, arguably, and Fred tweeted this out earlier, so I'm gonna steal it from him. Arguably won this game without their four best players. I mean, Cavs had three of their best four, and they were home. And they've been the best team in the league for two months. Thanks, Sam. Austin Z, Josh has my heart. There's a reason I stuck by my my guy, early in the season when he was when he was taking some slings and arrows, and um, there's a reason why I, I kind of, ha- was happy to blockade him from those, or as much as I am capable of in my humble chair here. Uh, that is, it's a it's it's special a perform. I mean, look, we we we've been lucky enough to see great players here. Bronson, obviously, Randall, Mello, Ewing, you know, for those older than me, Bernard King and the and the championship guys, like, like on the rarest of occasions, you get the talent crossed with the heart, then that gives you, you know, your Willis Reed moment, and and Ewing had that too. Um, I mean, actually, a lot of our stars have had that. We've been really fortunate, but that that special something, man. It's almost more special when it's not a star, right? Because when it's not a star, it's like the stars, it's like they know they're gonna get all the attention and they know they're gonna get all the glory. When you're a, a guy who whose specialty is grunt work, to go out there and leave it all out there, man, that's that takes something. That takes something. Mark Fabros, what's going on, Mark? Following up my least favorite loss of the season with possibly my favorite win. Praying for JB. Praying to Josh Hart. Uh, I'll say this. There was not a game all season that I wanted more than this one. The possible exception is is the Indiana game where I got a little emotional afterwards. Um, Just because like well, I, I don't need to say why. I mean, that was just such a such a magical evening as it was happening. But there was a moment in the fourth quarter of this game when they were when they were just fighting like all hell to hang on. Where I, I like, I couldn't. I, you know, you, you know, it, it. You get the, your heart starts coming up and up and up and up and up, and you get the get the jitters, and you start getting a little shaky. And you know, and then you can't sit anymore. And then you have to, then you have to walk, and you have to get stand up. But you can't just stand still. So then you have to start pacing, and then you, yeah, you can't pace empty handed. So you're gra- you're grabbing all kinds of shit around your room as you're walking around, and you're, but you're focused on the game. This was one of those games in the fourth quarter where, and and it was because I just wanted it so much for this group of guys. I just wanted it so much for them, and I think every fan wanted that. Thanks, Mark. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on? Dan won the battle, lost the war. Uh, saw this one live. Rough. Well, listen, we'll see. We're, we'll see. We're not. We. I don't want to speak in any finalities uh, yet. And I, I see um, that uh, GMAC is saying this was sent in before the JB news. I, Andrew, can I? Am I allowed to get you up here? Or are you? Are you in the only in the
1: shadows tonight? Oh no, I'm you. here. I'm here. I just we had some technical difficulties before, so there was just going to be some maneuvering. What's up, John? No, so you just said, sent in before the JB News. Are you referring to the tweet about the con- the contusion? The contusion, yeah. So Dan was probably at the game, may not okay. have been because so, this this is our buffalo boy, and may not have seen that um, the news is more positive than negative. So are you... I feel like an idiot asking
2: this. Are you taking the the with Tibbs saying contusion you're taking that to mean like season-ending injury off the
1: table. I think the x-rays being negative are why are taking season-ending injury off the table. Now, granted, OG and Inobi had like an elbow. his x-rays were negative too. But they, after the game, revealed a dislocated shoulder. That's true. Right, like we knew in the post-game he dislocated his shoulder. Like, here's... Okay. I hate to tell you this, John, because you're stuck with me, right? But... I've had a lot of experience with my best player potentially suffering season-ending injuries. You know right away if Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles or if Edwin Diaz tore his ACL. They usually tell you almost immediately. Well, at least that. At least that. Yes, and the fact that already they're like, it's just soreness, x-rays are negative. Now, I'll I'll be the one that looks like the ass tomorrow if it's like, actually, it revealed a tore ACL. There seems to be more optimism than that.
2: If I what I took optimism from, and I'm hoping I'm not I I'm not being duped, is the the nerve the di- I feel saying diagnosis for someone who again watched the same TV screen that we all did, but from people who are doctors and who seem to know about this stuff that seem to agree that this that this has all the markings of this nerve mm-hmm. injury thing, and the thing that really convinced me is it, it from what again, Doctor I think Sutterer said. Uh, it's like you, it's a drop foot. You can't feel anything below your knee. And if you watch him walk off, not once, but twice, he tries to put, he tries to step. And it's like, it's like his foot's made of jelly. Right. Um, but not that it's like, but it's that he, it's, it's clearly he doesn't, he can't feel anything below the knee, but not in the way that you, you, like when you tear something, it's like, it's very specific to what he's talking about. He explained it a million times better than
1: I am, but it it sold me. I believe the term is called a dead leg. Big leg, thank that's, it's, it's a, it's a common thing on an impact injury, which is why the other, I, w- I f- we probably saw the same doctors floating around that someone showed uh, him bump into Hartenstein, yes. which might've contributed to, it just didn't activate until he lifted off. And it's like, Oh, yeah. I have a dead leg. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow, you know, so the, yeah, but I would yeah. have, like, we, we remember the day of the Julius injury, there was pessimism. Like, Oh, this is going to be a while. This doesn't sound like that yet. Now we'll see if tomorrow that's different, but I'm leaving this with at least like he's going to play again this year. I'm not out of the woodworks yet that like, we might not see him until we're in the building next Sunday, but
2: listen, man, I was thinking, I hope he's back by next March.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that was, I know I I got your text. I'll sign up now for October. I would, I Was gutted in the moment because we all have memories of Bernard King and Patrick and, you know, um, Chris Stops. The the injuries that devastate you that you know where you were when. And I'm proud to say this was a game the Knicks won that coincided with said injury that looks like it's going to be, as of now, the best possible news was a knee contusion with X-rays negative.
2: Yes. You know? And it it puts a it again it yet again puts a bit of a different spin on next week, but we'll get into that as we go through the rest of the Super Chats. Okay. Agreed. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. Sometimes I got to bounce stuff off people. Uh, Barry, here we go. Barry Craver, this fucking team. If, um, of course, a man named Hart is the culture setter. Love the team, but need Julius back. Um, I mean, they, listen. Get anybody back at this point? Uh, I thought it was encouraging news on Ju- on Julius before the game from Tibbs that he is taking um, he is taking light contact, uh, albeit like probably one of those like big pads, uh, not person to person contact, but light contact. That's hey, listen, man, that's something, right? Um, you know, it's, it's we're progressing here. We're progressing. It's 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 March third, right? Every additional day, we get closer. We get closer. Thanks, Barry. Huzu really needed that after Brunson. What a game! Um, this is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, you know, there's probably someone out there who, who, who's better at this than me because I just I don't, you know. And honestly, the reason I think I don't have the words is I was in such a, I was in such a state of, honestly, a state of shock. For like the first three quarters, maybe two and a half to three quarters where I was, I obviously I was watching the game and I'm like, I'm trying to take notes here and, and, and do like, do my usual routine. But it was like, like, I, 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 I could think back to the flows of the game, but like, I was it was like an out-of-body experience. Like I was watching the game, but I wasn't even really watching the game. And then it got, when it got to like the late third, middle, mid third to late third, and then they really were making that push. I'm like, man, let's, and then I, it, it got me back. It snapped me out of it. So it's a weird game for me to talk about. Cause I, I wasn't, I, I couldn't, I, I wasn't all there for this one. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's all there is to it. Thanks Hush. Keith, what's going on? Keith, great to hear from you, my man. Been a minute since I super chatted, but tonight feels like a great night to return. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Praying JB is okay, obviously, but this was as ag- exemplary of Nick's culture as any. I'm happy everybody else is using the word culture, too, because I thought it's the only word that, that is appropriate. Chat to everybody, but especially Deuce and Josh Warriors. How many? How many players? I. You know what? This I there's no way that Andrew's gonna be able to look this up before the end of the show. If Andrew looks this up before the end of the show and gets a and gets an accurate answer, Andrew will get um a cookie or a gold star, whichever he wants. Has there ever been a player that has played more minutes in a regulation game, uh, so not overtime, that did not start the game? And I have to think that do set the record tonight. The only, the only competition I would have thought, and I'm, I actually, frankly, don't, don't remember when RJ went out of the Dallas game last year, that was about a minute and a half into the game. I think, I think he played more than a minute. I think he played about 90 seconds. I could be wrong. Um, and, but I don't remember if whoever came in for him at that point, like played, the entirety of the the rest of the game. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, again, I could be wrong. Don't think so. Um, but I, I bet Deuce maybe set the record tonight for most minutes played in a regulation game for a player uh, who didn't who didn't start that game. Incredible, incredible energy, incredible, incredible
1: everything. Incredible stuff. Thanks, Keith. So let's start here with the game last year against Dallas. Which, by okay. the way, um, my thoughts about tonight's game is that this is what that game would have felt like if they didn't collapse as far as oh, like yeah. a a full Tom Thibodeau-esque game. That but worse. They, what do you mean? This would have been worse than
2: the Dallas game because there wasn't... Well, RJ oh, suffered yeah. the injury in the Dallas game, but like a different...
1: Yeah, I'm doing just the inverse of like that night. We were like, oh, RJ went out. We're playing with six guys because yeah. Brunson missed that game. Yeah. And, you know, we were like, oh my gosh, they're going to win this game in Dallas. And instead, we know... What happened? And with this, Brunson goes out and they end up winning, which is why mm-hmm. this is what we were robbed of in that feeling. Uh, as far as the minutes totals in that game, Deuce we probably played 46 games. Now you're right that there is isn't 40 overtime. Minutes, 46 minutes. 46 minutes. And but he that also was, started. Right. So quickly played 51 minutes that night. So <laughs> that's 50, the, he didn't start? Uh, no, Deuce didn't start that night. Quickly started. Oh, quickly, okay. Quickly Grimes, Mitch, and Randall played the, the most starters minutes. Barrett played two so, okay. total.
2: That's my bad. I I I had thought that uh Deuce was starting, but quickly started. And you said Deuce played 45 minutes.
1: 46, 46. 46. And then okay. we got well, I, twelve. I actually want to you guess who the other three players were that played 12 minutes each. Oh, Jesus Christ. Derek Rose played that night. Derek Rose played 12 minutes. I think Fournier played that night. No, he played the next game against the Spurs. Okay. And then the next game against the Rockets. Cam didn't play, no that. No, backup center did. Sims? Sims played 13 and Harriside played 13. This is when they were playing cuz Obi was out. They were playing right. two centers with the backup lineup. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm on it with that other question. Yeah, if you
2: can. I I don't know if it's possible to even find it out, but yeah. Okay, let's keep it going. Justin, my heart stopped. Pray for JB, but this team, let's go Knicks. A- man, I get, I'm thinking the, judging by a lot of the reactions, I think my experience with this I, I think I took this a lot worse than a lot of people. I think I thought worse than a lot of people. I think I assumed the worst. I think I my mind went to the darkest of places. I don't know what that says about me. Um, probably nothing good. Uh, but yeah, uh, yes. All of our hearts stopped some, some for longer than others. I'll say that. Thank you, Justin. Anthony Sixto, what's going on? Thank you for always uh, contributing and and for contributing tonight. Biggest win of this stretch. I I mean, I think it's. I think, well, let me read the rest of your comment. Does this qualify as a signature win with the tiebreaker potential seeding implications? No more heart hate allowed. Um, No, man, heart heart, heart should get a lifetime pass. Um, So uh, signature win. I think it is the signature win of the season. I don't think it has anything to do with the standings, and that's just me. I think, well, no, let me rephrase that. I don't think it has anything to do with like our attempting to catch Cleveland because let's just say, for argument's sake, this is the best case scenario. Brunson's out for a week. um now, granted they don't they they have most of the rest of the week off, so like, is there a possibility like he only misses one game? I guess, right? I guess there's a possibility. I can't believe I'm going from he's out until next year until um or, or to he's going to miss one game. But like I'm I don't want to say that I'm conceding a top 3 seed, but I just mean I unless Donovan is really like this, his injury lingers. And I don't think the injury stuff is going to linger that much because, and I just looked this up the other day. So I'll pull it up. So I believe Mitchell could miss five more games or four more games. He could either miss five or four more games. I am sorry. I don't have that handy, but he's the point is he's getting very close to all NBA qualification. So I would guess that Donovan Mitchell is going to make it a priority to play the vast majority of the remaining 20 games. When he plays, this team is is obviously a different animal. And they're three and a half ahead of us right now. We do have the tiebreaker. I'm happy you pointed that out. We do have the tiebreaker. That's important. I'm not going to say that that's not important. He can miss five more games. Thank you, GMAC. Um, is it possible? I mean, anything's freaking possible. But I just like the way that they are right now, especially with the uncertainty uh, as we're sitting here talking. We still obviously don't know. With Brunson, what this, what the situation is going to be? I mean, if God forbid Brunson has them, like, if he let's let's say an intermediate bad scenario, let's say he's out for a few weeks, right? Let's for for Schitt's and giggles, like it's hard to count on any wins for sure, right? It's hard to be like, oh well, they're definitely going to win that game or this game, and that is with all due respect to what they did tonight and the players they have that gave it everything tonight, but it's just they they needed such a big time performance tonight. And I, I guess I'm, I'm a little sitting here right now today at this moment with the uncertainty of not only Brunson's injury thing, but with every, or the uncertainty of all of the other injury stuff that we've ha, has been uncertain for some time now. I can't sit here and be like, I'm still thinking two, three seed. I, I'm more thinking let's stay out of the plan. That's where my mind is at right now. You call me, you know, call me a, a defeatist mentality. Say uh, I don't play to win. Shout out to Alex. Uh, but that's just kind of where my my mind is at right now. But we'll, you know, we'll see. Either way, it's, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the win of the year.
1: So, yes. let's go back to 1987. Oh boy, when the Bucks played the Cleveland Cavaliers, the same Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, it was January 21st, 1987 in Cleveland. Um, someone named. Oh, no, not someone named World Be Free. Oh, OK. Came off the bench that night. Actually, that's, this isn't the World Be Free. Craig Elo came off the bench that game okay. that night and sco- played. Where do you go? Hold on for Cleveland. Yes. Okay. Craig Elo came off the bench that night because John Bagley was in the starting lineup, only played three minutes, and Craig Elo played 47 minutes in regulation. 47 minutes exactly. Now okay. back then they didn't track with the the seconds. seconds. So maybe so, he played the same number of deuce, but forty-seven minutes exactly. Then we go to April 6th, 1979. This when um You're incredible. Rick Roby in the game that... that in a game that the Boston Celtics only really played six guys because uh, Kevin Stackham and Frankie Sanders only played 12 minutes combined. Rick Roby, I don't know how this works out, but played 48 minutes off the bench. In, in a regulation game? In a regulation game. This game did not go into overtime. So then we go to uh, 1976, a couple <laughs> years earlier, when World Be Free played 47 minutes off the bench. And Doug Collins left after one minute. So I'm assuming another injury situation, which then brings us to our last one in 1972, when Bob Weiss again played 48 minutes in a game uh, against the... Off the bench. Off the bench. He was with the Chicago Bulls and played 48 minutes off the bench. Again, this is probably seconds difference. Maybe forty-seconds. I think they used to round up. So So that's probably what happens. There's no decimals for like seconds but those are the last four those only four times recorded in NBA history because they didn't track who started and who didn't so at a certain point
2: my guess is that Deuce does not hold the record because he came in after the 32nd mark and it sounds like those two players came in before the 32nd mark either way Deuce is one of five guys in the history of the league to do this that's pretty cool
1: where's my gold star and where's my Uh, it's in it's in the mill awesome I'll expense it.
2: (laughs) Yanni Gold. What's going on, uh, Yanni? Um, Wow. Two hours ago, I was ready to give up on the season, but now with the JB rumors of clean x-rays, I feel much better. Josh Hart earning his contract lately. Man, he's earned his contract. He's earned every penny he's gotten since the day he got here. And and I know the extension hasn't kicked in yet. Um, He's earned that to. He's a guy that you you this this is more more than this is more than it's it's hard to say because it's like I was gonna say it's more than what he does on the court. What he Yes, it is the on court production that you are paying for and it is the encore production that we are praising tonight. But I think when you have that sort of player on your team what what he does and what he leaves out there, what that means to everybody else in the locker room and, and, and how it helps you set a tone because he is one of the leaders of this team. And if he's doing it and you're not, well then what are you doing here? Because if he could do it well, and, and again, he's not a star. He's not getting the biggest headlines. He doesn't have a max contract. He doesn't have half of a max contract, but he's doing it. Everybody should do it. And this, this team, this front office uh, has been working diligently to get more and more guys in the building that that's, that's how they approach the game. That's how they approach every game. So good stuff. Thank you, Yanni. Career high, by the way, 19 rebounds for Josh Hart. How are you doing?